0: When you work with Von Segren Designs, you support small businesses throughout the region. Allow Von Segren design to create a custom, fresh, hand burned piece wood for your home or business. You can link up with them at V O N S E G G E R D N E S I One and At V O N S-E-G-G-E-R-N underscore Designs. So check them out on Facebook and Twitter and uh, Instagram as well.
1: Kyle did that. Put him in the aisle. Uh, Kellogg gets a shotgun snap. Final play of the game. Ron waiting for the wideouts to get downfield. Launches the throw down toward the goal line. Going up. Ball tipped in the end. Touchdown. Touchdown. Jordan Westerkamp.
0: Nebraska wins the game on the final play of the contest. Oh, baby.
1: The throw is Martinez not being chased, throws
0: it out a black Burkhead makes it gets, a tackle 25-20 15-10 by Rex Burkhead touchdown of rescue. All right, everybody, thanks for joining us tonight here on Church of the Corn. Zach here joined by our awesome guest. Ativa Malga Clemens, linebacker from Nebraska. How you doing tonight, man?
1: Man, I'm doing good. How are it's, y'all it's, doing? It's, uh, <laughs> we're
0: doing good. We're glad to have you on here, my man. You know. Appreciate um I, I got to say, your your journey at Nebraska and getting to Nebraska and everything it, uh, it's it's been it's been cool to see you kind of develop. You know, from from junior it. college to to where you ended up being Black Friday against Iowa.
1: Yeah. That's a, uh, yeah, that's one thing I haven't really talked about, you know, like, especially like my coach back in Juco, he's like, man, you're gonna have a nice story to tell, with, like where you're from and stuff like that. I was like, yeah, you know what, coach, I'm not really worried about that. I just want to play ball <laughs> right now. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been interesting to hear people saying that, like how interesting my story has been. So, well, yeah let's, yeah, let's
0: let's give people a little bit of background because, you know, in case people don't know about you, don't know anything about mm-hmm. you. You're from Pleasant Hill, California. Uh, you already got your degree. You got it in uh, 21, correct?
1: Yep, last year, December. Oh. Yep,
0: fall. Okay, criminology and criminal science.
1: Yeah. Yep. Okay.
0: Okay. So, so we are. We've got a pretty intelligent linebacker here. You, you linebackers <laughs> have to be to be able to read everything that's going on in the field. Just but a little bit. Back, <laughs> let's go back to your junior college days because
1: yeah.
0: you went to it was a uh, Diablo Valley, right? Yep, yeah,
1: Diablo Valley College. Yep.
0: Okay, so you actually came on campus as a one hundred and sixty-five pound safety.
1: Yeah, I guess you could say it. it's stretching <laughs> a little bit, but like I would say one eighty because you know it says I'm from uh, Pleasant Hill, California, but I'm originally from American Samoa. I think the Pleasant Hill that's because that's where the college, my juke at. So okay, so yeah, that's why I, I, I was yeah. gonna
0: say I seen yeah, both. I
1: actually just got to the states after right out right out of high school. That's my first time in the states, like right out uh, twenty seventeen. Yeah, Damn. we we uh, actually like yeah, it was that same year before that we had like a little all star game in Hawaii. But I wouldn't count that because you know that's still another island. But yeah, I, was, I got like, to the man. Was, yeah. So I
0: didn't know that was your first time being on the, in the actual main, yep, you know, being being in in the mainland. You
1: know, yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah, so, yeah. I would say actually wrote that's a lot cool. of English papers about that back in Chuka. So yeah. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. So.
0: so what what was that like? So from being from American Samoa and it being your first time on the actual kind of mainland of, of, of where, you know, you're, you're at now, what was that like? Mm-hmm. That's gotta be a huge oh, adjustment, it's, right?
1: It's a huge adjustment. It's funny because I was just hanging out with some of my other Samoan, like uh, people I just met, but you know, we're Samoans. So like, we don't really see any Samoans out here. And we were just hanging with them out. Uh, yes. Last night. It's like, Hey, y'all remember y'all first time you got here? It's like, was like eight o'clock and the sun was still out and we were just like we i think we talked about that subject for 10 minutes straight like how crazy that was because like back home like 5 30 6 o'clock the sun goes down like that's all year you know there's like no daylight saving or anything like that and I came out i came out here in the during the summer it's like man, like it's like six you know i'm in my room i think i came back outside the house it's like eight i'm just like yo hold on let me check my watch real quick i'm like Yo, why why is the sun still out right now? So yeah, that was baffling. Like it was, that was funny. Like other than that, like with the whole state, man, it's different. Everything's fast out here. There's a lot of opportunity. To, like, man, it's like I don't know why people don't take advantage of that. You know, it's like back where I'm from, man, it's like not a whole lot of opportunity.
0: That's what I was gonna ask. You know, you yeah. you mentioned opportunity, and there being a lot of it here, which we all know about. It's just, are you yeah. are you motivated enough to take advantage of it? Yes. What, what was, I mean, not a whole lot of opportunity back home. So I, I, I guess what's that kind of like?
1: It's different. It's like the only way to get out of the island, man, it's either you enlist for the military, like for the for the armed forces and stuff like that, the military, or like hopefully you're lucky enough to get a scholarship. And that, that's that's hard to come by over there because recruits don't come to the island like they used to for some reason. Like I really haven't dig deep into that. But like the only school that'd be there most often is Hawaii because they're really close to us so and they can only take a few they can't like offer like 500 of us and but yeah that's the like that's kind of suck right now because we don't got that much exposure back home so yeah
0: well yeah like you mentioned i mean being being as far away as as american samoa is it's not easy for you know Uh the midwest or anybody on the east coast or anything like that to even be able to recruit you guys i mean the nice thing is there's video out there now but we've all seen in the past video can lie unfortunately (laughs) you know what i mean yeah a
1: little bit you know we also still don't have huddle and stuff like that we got like the news crew that we only got one news station back home and we were lucky enough like some of the guys helped us out you know cut some film like i was like man thank you appreciate that yeah but uh yeah my road to junior college was different too because my pops he stayed out in in uh california and I haven't really uh, talked to him much, and he just reached out, and said, "Hey, what are you, what are you trying to do?" It's like, hopefully, play ball, but like, I ain't got no looks right now. And it was like, you know, it's like junior college right across from where he coached. And I was like, junior college, like, what's junior college? I never heard of no junior college. It's either like, you know, because the only games we get back there is like, you know, the Alabama and stuff yeah, like that. So it's like, about the I thought it was colleges. only one level. Yeah, I thought it was only like, you know, the D one. I was like okay yeah sure junior college and then just came out there and experienced it for myself it's like wow it's unreal
0: yeah i mean it went i mean because you were at diablo valley uh you were the yep. defensive player of the year in the conference
1: uh yeah i mean we can't leave <laughs> yeah. that out now yeah it was uh yeah looking back at it like you know right after the season i was like man you know it's over and my pops was like you know my father was like man you had you had a good career like I went to juco like my first year over there I registered it and my second year you know I was like kind of a backup playing safety and linebacker at the same time in uh, 2018 and then we got all these like awards at the end you get all conference and stuff like that so coming in my sophomore year I was like man I want to be all conference and stuff like that and it was amazing like by the end of the season I got like defensive player of the year and stuff like that I was like wait what like <laughs> you know, coach called coach call up and said, hey, can't wait for this meeting. Like, the team, it was the end of the season. I was like, yep, all right, let's go. Let's, let's do it. And it's like, I was waiting for that all-conference to, for the like, defensive player of the year. Like, he was, like, unanimously, like, picked me. I was like, wait, what? I was like, it was, it was just crazy. And then a few weeks after that, got, like, a All-American. I was like, Oh, American like what the hell is that I thought it was like I thought it was D1 stuff like I it was just it was just amazing like the stuff that happened over there it was like if it wasn't like my huge props shout out to coach Dar man like he helped us a lot like all he's been doing for all the Jugo dogs back home man shout out to him like thank you for all the stuff that man don't get enough help he don't get enough props for what he's been doing for us
0: well, that's what I wanted to bring up is I wanted to bring up Coach, uh, is Mike Dar, correct?
1: Mike Dar, yep. Okay,
0: perfect. Yeah, yeah, I wanted to bring him up because, you know, uh, we we talked to another JUCO player last week, uh former uh, wide receiver Mike Williams, mm-hmm. who was also a JUCO receiver, and he had mentioned that a lot of JUCO guys don't have their coaching staff or anything like that that can really help them out because they may not, may not have the connections. Yeah. Um. With, with, with your coach at junior college, was he someone that had a lot of good connections? It looked, you know, a lot of Pac-12 schools showed interest. Was, yeah. was there a lot of, you know, connection there? Or
1: I, I don't know. I really didn't, like, dig into that. But I just know he's good at what he does. He's, like, to be honest, when I went to junior college, I didn't have no advice. I didn't even really go to any advisor to set up classes for me. It was, like, Coach Dar. Coach Darrell could be the principal. He could be the janitor. <laughs> like, he could be – like assistant coach, head coach, strength coach, man. Like he did everything over there for them boys. Like for what he's been doing, I don't think he had paid enough for that. And like the people he got around him, like supporting him and stuff like that. It we just thankful for that.
0: Well it sounds like Coach dar definitely received needs a raise, is what you're telling yeah,
1: me. Yeah, he 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 needs a whole <laughs> lot of raise, man. He needs to keep they need to keep in there for a while.
0: Well, see that's how but you know you got do. a good coach is not only when, when they're win when you're winning or anything like that when you're there but it's when you're putting guys to the next level and you've got guys talking about a previous coach like you are
1: yeah i think he's the best coach out there putting like juco players out like he's put out more than more than enough like i like i think that's what we're well known for that's why like you could like let his resume speak for himself because he's been putting out more juco players than any other coaches back in cali from what i've heard and what i've seen because day in day out we got like a lot we got like some good D, D, uh qbs DBs, and stuff like that like i'm following all those juco boys and see that like where they're going up it's like i don't know why people don't you know if they just end up like you know like these guys that want to be d1 and then if d1 don't don't offer them they just you know they just stop i'm just like dude this juco like i haven't there's heard so like, many I, levels. I heard about it yeah there's like so many levels of this and like going back to the opportunity it's like i think that's what feed me like to want to play more because i was in a juco and everyone knows, like California JUCO ain't the same as the JUCO out out of California, because we ain't got no scholarship, no no tuition paid for, or anything like that, no meal plan.
0: Yeah, so some different like, dogs out there, man.
1: Yeah, it, it's, it's just different lifestyle out there. So yeah.
0: Well, that's what I was going to ask you. You know, so being a JUCO guy, do you feel like your the the grind that you had to go through in JUCO kind of prepared you a little bit more for the Division One level?
1: I think, yeah, a little bit. You can say that. I think, like, you know, no offense to everyone that got here D1, like, they've earned it. Like, obviously, they they did their job in high school and they got to this level. But I think it just shows resilience of those guys, like, willing, like, to take that long road just to get here at the D1 level. Like, I think it shows a lot – tells a lot and shows a lot about that guy. and his hard work if he gets here to the D1. And if he doesn't, you know, you go to D2, like, I think anything – after JUCO, you go any D three like NAIA, man. All my boys when they went out, we were just happy like we we were able to make something out of nothing back in back in Cali, like in that JUCO route. Yeah.
0: Well, it's, it's presenting you guys an opportunity that you guys weren't given any other way. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. No. So so it, it, to say, we got to get out the mud. That that's that's where it starts with. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Not a big fan of the saying the word, but like you know like. Uh, but we did get out of the mud. Like, there's no other way to say it. Like, yep, that's, it's it's that's
0: it's not, it's not easy. But that's the thing about the JUCO guys is you guys weren't given anything. Like, y'all had to grind for everything that you got. And and not yeah. to say that any other Division One player hasn't. But yeah. the, I feel like you get when you get JUCO players, you're getting a guy with a little bit more of a chip on his shoulder. It seems like
1: oh, most definitely. Like, if you guys want like a prime example for that, I'm always speak good about my teammate, like Will Honus. Like I did not when I got here, I did not know that guy was uh, was uh, was he, he was uh, playing JUCO. I didn't know that till like the summer of 2020, I think, when we were just reporting in and out of like the 2020 season, and uh, they were talking about like the whole uh, what's that show again?
0: Uh, Last chance U?
1: Last chance shoe. They were talking about that, and it was like, and then I overheard someone talking about Will, like he went to some JUCO college in Kansas. It was like, wait you went to juco like ain't no way and you like like you see how he is he's a, he's a ball player i'm like how the hell did you end up in juco like it's just amazing and then it the bond was just automatically me and will like from there on out like it was just like it's insane because it, i just talked to him a couple of days ago like he, you know he's checking up and stuff like that but that's the prime example of a JUCO player resiliency not giving anything he just worked for it and he's he's that guy
0: well, yeah, and, and he had multiple knee injuries and still wanted to play the game, which I mean, yep. mad props to him mean, for being able to I do think that. He
1: had like four. I think he had like four ACL stuff of like. That's what I thought. I heard like one. Some people when they get like one ACL, they might have considered um, career over with two, definitely. But that boy had like four. I was four. like, I just don't know. Like I'm fortunate knocking on wood. Like I'm just fortunate. <laughs> I haven't really got anything like that. Nothing serious. Just like a couple of ankle sprains, but. It was just like, man, he's a dog. That, that guy for the that, that guy right there for show.
0: Sure. Yeah, Honus Honus was, you know, kind of that heart and soul of the defense kind of dude where it was just like he's talented, but he's yeah. kind of that dude everyone seemed to rally around as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so, that's what he does, man.
0: That I mean, some people speaks for it. Yeah, you don't
1: he doesn't even need to say anything. We just see how he works. And he's not a, he's not much of a talker anyway, so yeah.
0: That's the best way to do it. Lead by example, yeah. right? Yeah. So you got recruited here during the COVID season, right? Uh
1: I, I before it was, it was 2019, like okay, right before COVID hit. Yeah. So, so
0: what I, I've talked to a few different players around the program and I get different um different point of views for it. But what was the COVID season like for you? It was oh, kind it was of terrible. chaos for everybody, I get it, but what was it uh, like for you specifically?
1: Man, it was terrible because I really I just got here first spring semester, you know trying to learn the system and everything like that and it's like out of the blue everything got canceled I really didn't like you know like it's I I learned more by doing than just like looking at the playbook and stuff like that because you really get to feel and understand you get to ask like questions like questions I should have like asked two three years ago I started asking like last season and stuff like that I'm like damn like it's just it's insane yeah but like yeah I just yeah I wasn't a big fan of the 2020 season you know with everything that went on and stuff like that so you
0: know yeah I mean it sucked for many reasons but I'm sure for you players it was was something a little different but so this was since you brought up the the question thing you had uh had an interview with Brian Christopherson from Husker Online and, and this was a quote from you about how you just kind of would do whatever the players used to or the coaches would tell you to do
1: it's kind yeah. of wheel
0: and deal and hey you're out there executing but then as you started to mature as a linebacker you started to really ask questions like "Well, why or what does this do to the defense or what does this do to the offense
1: yeah because yeah once you get into that you know get into that feel for the game and stuff like that was like okay so coach like I know we like call this defense on this one but like you know what's the reason though like why do you want to attack those like what are we looking for? What are we looking from the offense in order to call this? And then just explain it. And I was like, "Oh, okay, sweet."
0: I mean, that's the. I, I'm the same as you. I I learn best by doing. So, I mean, getting out there and being able to do it and get the repetitions and different things like that just I'm sure made it click a little bit better for you as well. But you were also coached by one of the best linebackers in Nebraska history, Barrett um, Rue.
1: Yeah.
0: What was it like being coached by by him? And do you think it really helped you grow as a player from what he was able to do?
1: Oh, rude man! One thing about rude, I'm gonna talk about. Like, I'm fortunate that I had rude because he had every, he had answer for everything. Like, like he was like he was the guy that 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 know the the defense inside out, Chinn's defense inside out, and stuff like that. So like every time we have a problem, he, like he'll answer it. If he don't have an answer right away. The next day you get, you'll get a text, like whatever. Like he's already got the answer for it. I'm just like, wait, what? Like, Oh, <laughs> duh. Like why, why were we tripping over this? Like, duh. Like, of course we should have like, you know, turn back still, still one turn back too. It's like, uh, but like, yeah, having rude as a coach, man, like it really like made us sure, like with our job and stuff like that. And he was pretty vocal. So made us vocal and stuff like that. So, yo.
0: Yeah. I mean, that was one thing we seen was with all you linebackers, there was a lot of growth, which as, as a Nebraska fan, I love a hard-hitting linebacker. So it was great yeah. to have you guys out there being able to do what you were doing. And, you know, when you came here, you cut your teeth on special teams. We see how important special teams is to football teams in general. I mean – the, the emphasis that we put on it—that that's got to be special to the guy playing on special teams, right? Like you guys know that you guys are such an important part of that team, especially after some of the you know snafus we've seen previously. Like mm-hmm. I think everybody realizes how important you guys are now. You
1: may not—I be- mean, I get—I mean, just look at the Indiana game. That bump that bunt, that uh, that punt that uh Chris Kalaver blocked. Like it changed the whole game.
0: Exactly. Like, I think All the if I had to
1: pick, yeah, if I had to pick, like. One of my greatest play ever. I think it was from that punt, that punt block, because their shield was like this three fifty all lineman guy. In the moment, I really didn't know. I like I ran this this dude over and like had like Chris come free and blocked it. But like you know, we watched the film. It's like, wait, what? I really put that dude on his ass. But like that just goes to show how important special teams is because we turned that whole game around. And yeah, then I mean you know.
0: usually it's it's for the bad, like if you miss an extra point or, or, or you miss a field goal or anything like that, or if you get a punt blocked, like yeah, it sucks. Yeah, but like when you do it, the momentum changes completely.
1: Oh man, it's just man, I was I was so gassed because after we when we blocked that, we had to come back for kickoff. And I was so, I was so gasped, like, celebrating. I was like, oh, Malcolm, jumping on it. I was like, man, I was so happy we, like, we took that to the house. It was like, it was changing everything because, you know, like our special teams coordinator got moved up to defensive coordinator. I mean, our special teams coach moved up to the defensive coordinator. And then we had Joey. I think that was Joey's first first time as the special teams uh, coach. And then, man, it was just—it was just insane. We were just, yeah, it was—it was fun, so to say the least.
0: I I know being in the, being in the crowd and in the stadium and everything like that. When you get a, a a play like that, like we feel it in the in the stadium, like that rush of energy. What's it like being on the sideline, being in the center of all that, feeling all that energy rushing towards you?
1: Oh, uh, now I'm gonna be honest. Like it's it like when things are changing, man. It's like it boosts us a little bit. But then at the same time, you can't really, like, you know, just pay attention to the the fans. Because I remember when we did that against Michigan State last year, I was so hyped because we were about to beat them. And I was like, I was happy. I was just looking at the fans, like, and then just everything just went south. And, like, to be honest, I, like, every time we, like, we put on the lights and stuff like that, I wasn't really like. Like, I wasn't really, like, jumping or anything like that because, you know, I respect the football guys. I never know what's going to happen. It was just like, you know, I'm just staying me. I won't talk. Like, fans can talk shit. Like, in the Iowa game because we were so close to silent. like, they could talk shit all they want. I was like, yeah, whatever. Like, I won't even say anything because I do not want anything to turn around anymore. That, Michigan, that, the Michigan, the yeah, that <laughs> Michigan State just kind of, like, taught the lesson, like, you know, just, just keep your mouth shut and play the game. Unfortunately,
0: yeah. being at home, I I felt the same same uh, lesson that you guys did. So <laughs> I didn't touch yeah. after that game. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, it was yeah, it was just insane. Yeah, so, but uh, but to say, man, we feel like I think any any game in in Memorial Stadium, you'll feel the presence of the fans. Like it's I mean, insane. It's, it's unreal, to, right? I was just I said the same thing to like some of my people yesterday. It's like you know after after high school in back in Samoa. I came to JUCO and like the games when we went to the games. it was like man, the fans were like they ain't like that. It's like I was like man, it ain't no one that had the same like feeling as going to like the high school games back home because our like people go crazy back home too. Like during our high school games, then I came to JUCO and I was like man, like I guess I won't get that same feeling anymore. And then I came to Nebraska and I was like, damn, I got blown away. I was like, yeah, you know, I'm gonna have to take that back. You know, it's it's just crazy.
0: So so. You know, being in Nebraska, playing in front of the Sea of Red, you've you've had some great moments, especially this last year. Unfortunately it came because a couple guys got injured. But being in the room with Heinrich and, and Reimers, what what's it like uh, you know, going through film study with guys like that? Because especially Reimer, who who can read, it seems like yeah. the offense like a like a book. Yeah. What's it like going yeah. through film study with guys like that?
1: Yeah. We're, we always make jokes in the line, but when we, like, go up to, like, you know, watch our own film by ourselves, like, we'll roast each other. But then at the end of the day, man, like, it is so nice to have those two over there. And then we have, like, Ernest, Ernest on there, too, like, in the room and stuff like that. It was just, it's just it's just nice to have those guys because we, we – obviously, we all have questions. Like, some of us don't know the playbook as well. And then, you know, some of us, like, are young and stuff like that. And you get to watch it together with those guys. It just assure you, like, oh, okay, so we if they run this type of play that we have not seen before, it's either like you know those Nick and and Luke might have the the answer for it. If they don't, we just go to Rude and ask Rude and say, yeah, you just do that, blah blah. And like, yeah, but uh, yeah, it's 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 cool to have those guys. It was it was a pleasure playing with those those boys.
0: Well, and you could tell that as as you and Ernest got more experience and more comfortable by getting actual play time in the system, like, y'all were flying around, especially the last couple games, which was beautiful to see. Um, Unfortunately, Ernest, you know, went to Michigan, which good luck to that young man. I wish him the best. I hope he does some great things up there. And he will. I mean, he's a stud. Um, He
1: will, man. I I hope – hopefully y'all see that because – Man, for I like, I think that goes to too with like how he coached and stuff like that because Ernie's only a freshman. I don't think people know that. Like he's only a freshman, and freshman. that guy was taking first team reps uh, when uh, Nick went down and stuff like that. It's just like the way he's he's handled himself and stuff like that. He's gonna be good. He's gonna take oh, care of himself. It's yeah.
0: It's just like you know you you you, you want to see someone succeed, and even if it's not at your school or the team you cheer yeah. for. And they go somewhere else. Hey, it is what I'm it is.
1: I talk to him. I say, I'm just happy you didn't go to Iowa, man. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just happy. I, I don't I, I just I care do where you go. Like, I don't care. Wherever you go, I just, I was. As happy long as go. it's
0: not Iowa, yeah. we're good, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, during during your your play time at Nebraska, especially the last year, there was a coaching transition. What was it like going from playing under Coach Frost to playing under Coach Joseph?
1: Uh, was there and, any difference uh, yes there's. yeah there was there was a slight difference because uh when uh when coach frost got let go it was like everyone was stopping their tracks it was like dude what the hell what are we doing it's like <laughs> it's only been three games like why you gotta do it like why you gotta break us apart like that it was like you know some people like you know they weren't like you know, no one really sure because i know for sure i was like man what are we gonna do now like who's going to, like, who's going to be our, like, new, new coach? Like, it's going to be, like, someone from, like, you know, out of, like, not inside of us, like, nah, you got to move someone up from, like, you know, in the same coaching staff to put everything together. But, yeah, it was, it was interesting when I heard it was, like, Coach Mickey and stuff like that because, it was just you know, Coach Mickey was a wide receiver when France was here. He was the wide receiver coach, and like you know, we'll go back and forth, you know, doing stand on like in the in the fall fall camp and stuff like that. So Mickey was always cool and stuff like that. But then for him to take over the 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 realm and stuff like that, it was just like, damn. Now you got to give him a little bit more respect. He's just not a wide receiver coach anymore. He's like, hey, Coach, he's a man around here. So, but then he came in like he was on our ass from the from the get-go. Like, after that loss to, uh, to Oklahoma, we came back and, like, for that bye week, he wasn't just not gonna, he was just, he's not gonna just let that go. He's just like, he was straight on us, like, calling everyone out, like, you know, why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do that? And stuff like that. So, like, he was real. He was real with everything. And we I mean, appreciate I mean, him moments, being right? real kept us together. Yeah, him him being real like that kept us together. It was like, Okay,
0: so this is what the man wants. This is what we're gonna do. I mean, and, and no offense, Coach Frost, and, and and or anything like that, but it it feels like after the you know the bye week with Coach Joseph having that week to get with you guys and get everybody kind of on the same page, it seemed like there was kind of a tale of two halves or two different teams. You know what I mean? Like after that bye week, it seemed like the defense really kind of buttoned up and, and and was playing a little differently but then again there there was yeah. another change with coach shenander to coach bush
1: yeah that's uh that was a different change too because i don't think people understand like we we were playing a little bit of the old defense it was just but it was like a different like you know different schemes of stuff like we were playing and when uh when uh when uh coach bush took took over like he tried to make everything simple for us bush because he you knows like in you know, the middle of the season like we got like time to put everything. Like each week, it was different because he on he got his own way to attack stuff and stuff like that. But he made it really, really simple for us, like how to attack like each game. And it was like it was it was fun to have a uh, coach Bush as, a, as the D coordinator too. Cause man, he was he was sure what he was doing too, and made us sure. Cause you know communication breeds confidence, and that's what he says every time. Man, it was like damn, sweet. But uh yo.
0: It was fun to watch Bill Bush get go from special teams coordinator to defensive coordinator because, like, you could just tell that dude, you know, bled Nebraska football. Like, he had such a passion for this place, and not only for for this place, but for the players. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: A dude that's that kind of, he's a rah-rah kind of guy, it seems like, maybe not in the moment, but afterwards, like, he's really composed in the moment, but. You mentioned that they kind of simplified the game plan. It seemed like there was a lot of check with me's and different different things based on what the offense was doing under Chenander. Mm-hmm. Was it with the switch to Bush and the simplification of things? Do you feel like that really helped put that defense from where they were at to where they ended up at the end of the year? Just simplifying it and making it easy for you guys. Easier, I'll say.
1: Yeah, I think it just depends on the personnel. Like last year, like you know, Chin's defense, man, we were we were we were hot last year. Oh yeah, and we had we some had some people. We we had some dudes. Like we was loaded. And then you know, like we didn't we didn't have the same because you know I think this year like we were kind of you know young. I think for every for for every group on defense, like a little bit because you still got Q, you still got Miles. You got Luke and Nick, so they're, they're there. But, like, you know, front line, we got Ty and then Feese and, like, some transfer in from Oshan from And then, like, we had Caleb and Garrett. But, like, I just don't think we, it was the same. But, you know, when Bush came in, he just tried to play with everyone's strength and stuff like that. And I think it really showed during that Iowa game when we are just letting loose and stuff like that. So, yeah.
0: Let's, let's talk Iowa then. <laughs> what was it like to beat Iowa as your for your last game as a Husker? What was that feeling like?
1: Man, it was awesome. Cause you know because when, you I here, when I got here, when I really, got yeah, I appreciate it. But when I got here, I didn't know about Nebraska before I got here and stuff like that. I was like, okay. And then it got to a point where we were about to play Iowa and say they haven't seen the trophy in like 2020, or so that could have been like five years. I am like. I view like what trophy like is this like a bowl game like what, what are we talking about and they said nah it's just a rival it's like oh okay I was like why Iowa? I It's like I guess it's because it's only 30 minutes away from us it's like <laughs> okay we played that because when we played on it in 2020 we were we, we were playing down the aisle and like that whole game we it just got away from us too and I was like oh damn so yeah this is what I meant and then you know last year we we're up again and then we lost it I was like made me even want to, like, beat them even more. And, like, as soon as we beat them, it was like, this is for all them boys that, you know, that didn't get to finish the job. Like, this is for y'all. And, like, I'm so happy I beat them. Like, Like, forget Iowa, man. Like, Iowa ain't it, man. Come to Nebraska. Forget them. I, I want to say something else, but
0: forget him. <laughs> uh, you, you say whatever you want, my man. Uh, we are not sponsored by anyone, so we're good. You can say oh, what we want here. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, uh, th- so this was a question from one of the one of the listeners. He said that the, basically that last game against Iowa, you put everything out there that we that we have seen in like spring games and different things like that with your skill set, and that that's would you say that was your high note uh, of your Husker career? Would be kind of leaving, beating an Iowa a mm-hmm. rival, getting that trophy back after seven long years. Then, and that kind of the the high note right there.
1: I guess, I guess that's that's what it is. Because out of all the games I played, I think that, yeah, that might, yeah, that might have been the great, like best, like my Husker career. That might have been the game, but at the same time, I don't, I don't think I put in enough. Because I don't know if y'all noticed this, because. I didn't really play in the second half because before before the end of the first half, I rolled up my ankle. I had like a yeah, like Buddha, Buddha. Like we were like it was a play where we try to tackle running back. You know, we slipped and like I was on the I was on the ground first, but then Buddha just laid straight on my ankle and it snapped. I just heard
0: that's a big pop. man too.
1: Yeah, yeah, I just heard a pop. I was like, you know what? I guess you know I I think it was just a little you know whatever I try to stand up it's like man I'm not moving so I just got outside sideline I was like oh damn that really isn't really moving like <laughs> it used to it was like it was like yeah it was I'm happy that we won but at the same time I wish I was in there with the boys like that last drive to like finish up the game the second half and stuff like that but yeah
0: well it's even I know I'm not the only one that th- that's that wishes we had seen a little bit more the last couple of years too because you're just kind of a, a freaky twitchy athlete which is which is awesome to see out of a linebacker because you know they're going to be able to cover anything and be able to thump dudes as well. So I have a question for you as, as a linebacker now. Would you prefer to play a team that's a little bit more like Iowa that you know is going to be a ground-and-pound team, or do you want to go against a, uh, an offense that's going to spread you out a little bit more? What do you prefer as a linebacker?
1: What do I prefer as a linebacker? Damn.
0: I know it's a tough one.
1: I I don't like Iowa because I hate their fullback, their old (laughs) sister. It's just like concussion. That's concussion right there. Concussions and neck rolls, that's what they do. Yeah, but we'll do it. Like, we definitely did. But uh, I I don't know. You know, I'll take a spread because, you know, I I have faith in our DBs, I guess. Shout out to the DBs. Hey, uh, you've got some
0: good DBs back there, and they're coming back for another year.
1: Yeah, you know, and it, especially if we have CT and like Osan on the edge, woo! I think yeah, I think that'll help. And then Garrett, you know, Garrett's always gonna be a beast. He's gonna be, he's gonna go crazy. But I, I'll take a little bit of mixture of both because we ain't we ain't scared of anything. Like I ain't scared of anything. Like shit, we'll take on the task, man. But uh, yeah, I think I'll take a spread over over Iowa because so, Iowa low key boring. Eh.
0: I mean, it is. It is. And yeah. you know, like you said, the fullback, I mean, who wants yeah. to hit my goddamn fullback every like, play? Yeah, it's not yeah, fun.
1: That's <laughs> nope, in a baby.
0: So, you know, everyone that's played football has fashioned their game after someone. Who are like the top five linebackers or defensive players that you have kind of idolized your game after or seen said, hey, I want to play like this, dude? or these Uh, guys
1: i I don't know i don't know about top five but you know i started out as a db so my i always go to like who i'm trying to impersonate was troy Troy i can see it with the
0: hair and everything
1: yeah (laughs) yeah i i yeah i really for some reason i really want to be a safety but i guess i didn't work out. i guess my calling was a linebacker but you know a little bit hybrid you made
0: the right choice
1: yeah yeah i guess so but uh yeah, I was, I really wanted to model my game like, like after Troy, like just seeing those highlights of him like ex- exploding through the gaps, like timing it up, jumping over people, making the TFL and stuff like that. Like, to be honest, I really like in high school, I don't know, TFL was a big thing until like, like, got more into football and stuff like that. Because like, I it was either like, you know, how many tackles did you get? You know, t- uh, pick six or packs, a sack, or but then like that, you know, yeah. TFL, like, oh, so it's not just a tackle, like, a TFL is like a Icing on the on the pudding, you know, like so, so, some stuff like that. I was like, oh, okay, so It's a little but, bit of disruptive in the back. Uh, yeah, of you, so right? yeah, just yeah, just seeing those highlights, you know, like because I was watching Troy's highlight when I was in middle school and elementary and stuff like that. But then I watched it again. I was like, damn, like what he does, like it's it's amazing because you know the the training you put into that, the mental the mental part of it, the physical part of it. It's just it's all insane, but uh. I don't know who else was I... in that Iowa game. I think I was watching a 49ers game. Fred Warner. like there was. Yeah. There was a. There were times where, like, you know, the, it's, a, it's a change change of the session. Defense about to come in. And they were like, they were showing, like, the San Francisco sideline. And I just saw Fred Warner just, like, sprinting in, sprinting onto the field. Like, well, I was like, man, I never, like, Never really saw like that's how you really take the field like every possession like that boy was sprinting in there. I think it was just I don't know what he was doing, but in my like how I took it it was like that's how you take the field. Get prepared for like. Show up with the energy that juice, you You know. Show up with the energy, and I was like. Every uh, every time we changed the session, like, for uh, the aisle game, man, I was sprinting on there, like, trying to be like that. I was like, you know, I guess I get the feeling, you know, we, like, started to get back into the zone because, you know, we were on silent. Our offense was whooping all them boys. So, I was like, you know what, my legs are a little bit cold. So, let me, let, let me warm them up by taking on the field. So, I guess it's those two. I, haven't, I can't really say much for anyone else because, you know, I, don't really like pay attention like that. But those, no, people, you, you got a
0: couple. I was gonna say, you got a couple good ones to kind of fashion the game after. I, I did have another random question for you, and then I got one more, uh, one more about the new staff, and then I'll kind of cut you loose for the night. But you a Jimmy John's guy at all?
1: Jimmy John's, man, I, I seen that comment. I was like, man, should I just fake it? I was like, nah, but <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. But I, 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 I never I'm not been a Jimmy John's guy,
0: so I get like, it.
1: Yeah, like. Juko ruined, ruined sandwich for me. I'm sorry, <laughs> but those long bus rides, like, I don't know. It was one bus ride. It was like five-hour, six six-hour bus ride where, we, like, what we had was a sandwich, right? And, man, I felt sick in one of our, like, our it's our second – it was our second game of the season. I felt sick on the way there. We ended up winning. Came back, but drive was, like, it was a five- to six-hour drive. And, man, that – I just smelled that sandwich in the, in oh. the bus. It was just it was just ruining my stomach. Oh it's no! Like, I man. gotta say it just it just ruined sandwich for me. So I'm sorry, but yeah, I'm not Jimmy John's guy.
0: No, I get it. You know, I I feel like the JUCO route is is very similar to like playing semi pro football or arena football. Like the journey is just shit. Like you st- you still get to play football and it's awesome. Yeah,
1: he gets like- it, but.
0: Jeez. You ain't flying anywhere. You're taking buses everywhere. You're, I mean, you're going. And good. it
1: wasn't like, it wasn't like it was like, you know, a straight drive. It was like we were going over a uh-huh. mountain and stuff like that. It was winding roads and like that sandwich in the bus. And like, you know, all the O linemen, the D line. they were munching on that. I'm like, y'all can y'all just like put that in a bag or something? Cause it's just, it's just it's sitting right in my stomach right now. And just from there on out, man, every time I see a sandwich, I like stayed away from like, you know, what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, Billy that's actually a really good reason, not
0: it. like Jimmy yeah. John's.
1: Yeah, so I was like, man, I do not want to go into a store and start picking something out and like, eat it. I was like, I'll just puke that stuff out. I was like, yeah, you know I'm good. If it ain't for my mom's, man, I ain't <laughs> eating it.
0: <laughs> no, hey, I, I get it. That's a, that's a damn good reason uh to not yeah. like it. But one last question for you, and uh, then I'll let you enjoy your evening because there's some good football on here uh, thinking about or it started about 20 minutes ago, but that's okay. Have you had a whole lot of interaction with the new staff?
1: With the new staff, not really. But the strength coach, co- though, because uh, I've been going in for a PT these a uh, couple of weeks, trying to get my trying to get my angle straight. But the strength coach is pretty cool. He's a cool guy.
0: I was gonna say, what's uh, because it's Corey Campbell, I believe his name or yep. Campbell. Uh, what what's he like?
1: Man, he's a he's an open guy. Like he's he takes you in. Man, that boy's yoked. <laughs> so, that boy's yoked. But uh every time i walked in there he looked at me i'll be doing this i say yo what up and he'd be like he'd be walking over trying to like dab me and stuff like that. i'm like man i appreciate you make me feel welcome here you know? and he saying me, man if i was to go back to his alma mater and a strength coach doesn't welcome welcome him in like to to the stuff like he might feel a type of way so like no he i'll tell him like hey i'm sorry i hope i'm not like ruining something because I'm out of eligibility. I'm not coming back, but I just want to get a little lifting. He was like, Man, do your thing, man. It's it's your school. Like, it's not my school, it's your school. I was like, man, I appreciate you. So yeah, we've been like exchanging a little, like, you know, hey, what's up? How's it going? Stuff like that. But uh yeah, he's pretty cool. I can't say for like I can't say much for the other staff because you know, it was like only the training table, we go say, Hey, what's up? and stuff like that. But uh Coach Campbell, yeah, he he cool, he's a cool strength coach for sure.
0: I mean it is it's cool to and that's the one thing that I hope is that this staff right here welcomes guys that not only just graduated like yourself, but yep. guys that have played for the program. I hope everybody kind of gets welcomed back. You know, that's yeah, what you want. You all know, bust yeah. your asses here.
1: Yeah. That's interesting to see because uh, I'm not – yeah, because over this past week, like even, like, you know, the new staff, guys I haven't met yet, they come in and shake my hand and say, man, what's up? Like, as I was leaving with my helmet in my hand, I was, like, putting stuff in my car. I was like – Man, what are you doing? What are you going? to say? sorry, coach. I'm done. And he was like, Yo, what the hell? And even the special team coach, he came up to me. It's like, hey, what's your name? I introduced myself. He said, are you number five? Like, you know, the tackle, like on punt team. I was like, Yeah, yeah. It was like, Man, you did a good job. I'm like, Man, I appreciate it, coach. Thank you for looking out for that. Man, it's just yeah, it's it's just a different feeling that you know when people like them come and like come up to you and talk to you about stuff like that. It was like, you know what? I, I feel like they know they stuff. Of course, they do. Like they, they're not here for just because you know they just pick someone from the, like from the side of the road and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I feel like you know they're gonna do they're gonna do their thing next year. But it's just you know it's just interesting to see how things are gonna turn.
0: Yeah, it's 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 kind of crazy. I mean, I it feels like everything feels good right now. We're in the off season. We got a new coaching staff. You know, new players coming in. It seems like a lot of good things are going on. Um. What being a former player now? What is something? What's one thing that you want to tell Husker Nation to be excited uh, for this upcoming year?
1: What's, what's one thing uh, you want to tell man. in general, Ativa? Oh, before that, man. At the end of this, I just wanted to get a chance to say, like, you know, thank you for everyone for like, you know, bringing me in, like, making me feel welcome, my family and stuff like that. Thank you, Husker Nation, for all that because you guys are unmatched for everything. But one thing for sure to be ready for for next year for this new staff them boys are going to work they're going to do their thing i think long overdue we we paid our dues like i think the losing season are over man like these boys are ready to eat they're you know they're hunting and they're now they're ready to eat you know so i'm looking forward to that hopefully y'all looking forward to that and stuff like that so yo
0: i love it my man well yeah. I I don't think I got anything else. I think I picked your brain as much as I can tonight. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I
1: think you did, man. Uh, Man.
0: It was a pleasure having you on. Yeah, Yeah, you know, um, love to have you come back anytime you want to. Invitation's always open to you, my man. Uh, I
1: appreciate
0: it. Like I said, it was a pleasure to talk with you. Uh, You know. We'll we'll cut you loose tonight. Uh everybody, Ativa, Malga Clemens. Yes, sir. The fabulous night. We'll line probably right see y'all. Husker.
1: Yeah. We'll probably see y'all next year. You know, I'm coming back from Code. We'll see you where things are. That's go. what I was gonna say. So. We, we better get you back yep. in, the, in the stadium <laughs> now. Come on, man. I'll I'll let y'all know what's going on.
0: Yo. For we sure. love it, my man. Well, Ativa, thanks so much for joining us tonight, my man. I appreciate it. Um, I know Husker Nation appreciates everything you did, um, your play, the way that you kind of stuck it out with us. Um and and we you know we were happy to see the results with, with everything concluding with the Iowa game. So thanks again, my man, and man. Uh, have a good night. I appreciate it.
1: Appreciate y'all. Thank you.
0: Take appreciate care, you. my man. Yes.
1: Sir.
0: Members of the congregation, let's raise our Kool Aid filled glasses and drink to all the things that were, are, and forever will be Nebraska Cornhuskers. Go big
1: red.